Good morning, my goodness. Feels good in here. I love that song, Weathered. It is, um, Pastor Aaron asked a question once, and uh, I think we were in our men's group maybe a few months ago now, and he had asked a question, when was the last time you truly got lost in worship? And my honest answer was pretty much any time Weathered is on right now. Uh, it's a song that I just, we, we had heard it in conference back in January, I think is when I had first heard it, and uh, it's just, it's a, it's a very, very special song. Um, well, guys, we have been on a, a series about the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, we've been preaching out of Galatians, the source text, and uh, five Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And uh, if you have been around kids for any amount of time, or in kids' church for any amount of time, there's a song that goes along with that that I'm surprised hasn't come out yet or even referenced. I won't sing it for you. I think Pastor Aaron will handle that next week. Uh, I think I, I got a peek at his notes. He's going to sing that song. Um, but guys, I want to, just a, a quick reminder that out of this is that all of those things, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, these aren't individual fruits that we get to pick and choose which ones, right? This is, when you, when you experience and you inhabit the Spirit, this is the fruit that's in your life, all of these things. It is a singular fruit. And today, um, I have the, the privilege to talk to you guys about how to cultivate and how to, uh, the, the fruit of kindness in this. And the way I like to imagine it, uh, I was reading some things, like if, you, if I gave you an orange, and you like peeled an orange and there was an apple in there, well, that's not an orange, right? That'd be weird. That's what the fruit of the Spirit is like. You can't unwrap one and the rest of it not be there. So today, we're just kind of, we're getting a little bit deeper into what this fruit is, and we're going to talk a little bit about kindness. And uh, kindness was, a, I felt, like a pretty easy one to have an understanding of what it is. Like, what is kindness? As a father of two toddlers, who I'm sure many of you know or have seen running around here, Gary and Ava, I say the words, was that kind, an awful lot. Maybe it's when Gary is acting out just a little bit and maybe he's hitting his sister or maybe he's, you know, just saying no and he's using like, hey Gary, was that a very kind thing to say? Was that a kind thing to do? Or maybe it's when Ava is being her, uh, I think they call it three-nager. Um, you know, she's three years old right now. She will be four in October. Gary just two days ago turned five. Happy birthday, Gary. You know, maybe Ava's just in doing one of her, her, her things, and, or, or maybe she's even hitting her brother or saying unkind things too. And, hey, Ava, was that very kind? Um, what I can tell you, I've seen a acts of kindness out of them. Uh, just on Friday, for Gary's birthday, I had taken him out to the store and let him pick out whatever treat he wanted. And his choice was to pick out Nerds Clusters. And we found out, uh, or he found out, that Nerds Clusters are Lincoln's, Lincoln Snow's favorite candy. The very first thought he had was, I'm going to share the candy I got for my birthday with Lincoln. I thought that was just the sweet. So he's been looking forward to the last couple of days coming in and, and sharing with Lincoln. But I think that's such a kind thing. I think other times, too, we, we think of kindness really as just like the opposite of being mean. Like kindness is something that you... You really don't choose to be kind. I think it's more of a choice at, in moments of our life to choose not to be kind. Like being kind is, is really a, a default action because you just, just don't be mean to people, right? I feel like that's pretty easy. 
Well, kindness is it's taking action with a large sense of, of inner security. I don't need to receive out of this action that I'm taking. I just want to, to purely give. I just, I, I don't, it's not about what I'm about to get, get in return. And in, in scripture, we see uh, kind of two different words that are used often to describe the word kindness. In, in the Old Testament, we see the Hebrew word hesed. Um, I put pronounced hesed without the C because you could just read that as chest. And uh, the, word, the word is hesed. And with that word, it describes a kindness as a love between people. And this same word is used to translate it into English in a multitude of different words that we would see because there really isn't, isn't a one word that in, in the English language that truly en- encapsulates what hesed means, uh, like a kind of practical love, a kind of practical kindness. In other words that we see in Scripture, um, it would be translated into the word for mercy or faithful love. And a couple of times it's referred to as loyalty. These are all the same root word that we would get kindness from. And in Psalm 23, Pastor Aaron did a, a fantastic, I mean, he, he had my notes. I think he might have done a little bit on purpose, but no, we led by the, at the end of Psalm 23, in verse 6, it says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Before I go too deep into that, just something a, a little bit for free that has really, in my study of this and reading Psalm 23 and talking through it and talking with Pastor Aaron and, and some other men in my life, Psalm 23 was really opened up in this last couple of weeks for me in this study. And it's not a verse that, I, that, that is new to me. It's, one, it's probably my favorite chapter in this book, Psalm 23. Partially because it's, it's one of the first ones I ever did any kind of study on when I, uh, when I was in high school. It's also a really good one to help understand different translations and how they, how they work. So if I pick up a new translation for a Bible, I'll always go to Psalm 23 and read it to help me understand how this translation is going to go. But one thing that I've never really, uh, in reading it and in studying it these last couple of weeks, is this is written by David. David is a shepherd. <laughs> shepherd of his father's sheep. He also has such an understanding of who he is and where he stands in relation to God. So as he's writing this poem, this is, this, this is a poem. It's not just words that he's writing down. He's not just simply journaling, but this is a poem. This is an act of worship that he's writing to God. And he's writing it from the perspective of not necessarily a, a, a human to God or a man to God, but he's writing from, from the perspective of quite literally, a sheep to a shepherd. And as you read through this, there, there, there's, it says, His rod and his staff, they comfort me. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, you comfort me. The rod and the staff are used, one for correction, one for guidance. It says that he leaves me beside still waters. So in moments of peace and tranquility, in moments when life's real easy, as I am walking through the valley of the shadow of death, when I dangers all around me, it says that he, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. When danger is literally around the corner. But then it says, the way it closes with this verse, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. So through everything, the good days, the bad days, the days when you might be scared, the days when it feels like if I literally take one step out, I'm about to get taken out. 
goodness and mercy and kindness. That's the kind of love that will be with me at, at all times, the kindness of a father. In Galatians, the word for kindness that Paul writes as he's writing this is called Christates. It's a Greek word. It's the Paul that, uh, excuse me, it's the word that, um, again, Paul uses when he's talking, when he's actually writing what the fruit of the Spirit are. We see it again a few times in the New Testament, but we see it in this reference in Titus. Titus chapter 3 and verse 3 through 5. It says, For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating, on one, and hating one another. But the goodness, excuse me, but the goodness and the loving kindness, Christates, of our God, of God our Savior appeared. He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. This helps us understand the importance of the work of the Holy Spirit and the reason of why we need him. When Jesus was crucified and he rose dead, that's what gave us the power, but the importance, the kindness, the mercy that was shown to us when he left us with the Holy Spirit. That's the kind, like that, that's what kindness is. He left us with, with, with the comforter, Acts says. The importance of us giving kindness to others as well. If Jesus did it for us, how much more important is it that we show kindness to those in our world, to those around us, right? So these are kind of a couple of different definitions, a couple of different versions, if you will, of the, the, the word kindness that might be used throughout Scripture. But what we know what kindness is, according to to the spirit according to scripture, but what, what is the opposite of kindness? And this is one last week, Pastor Aaron was preaching on patience. He said, the opposite of patience is anger. And my first thought was, how? <laughs> like, I, di- I didn't understand that. Well, when I was reading on this, what I found was the opposite of kindness was envy. And I was like, well, that makes no sense to me. But if we read in James 3 and verse 16. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial, impartial and sincere. When we have kindness in our life, when we show this to other people, it's it's impossible not to be happy for somebody. And envy is the inability to rejoice in someone else's joy. Maybe you've been working really, really hard for that, new, for that promotion, for that new position at work, and your coworker got it. And he just sits on his desk at his computer all day. He doesn't look like he's doing anything, and he gets that job. And, or maybe your friend got their dream house, and you just feel like every house you look at, you're just getting denied and denied and denied. Like, what the heck? Maybe you look around and you wonder how somebody could have such a good relationship with their kids or with their parents. You're like, man, I just wish that was me. And you just have a twinge of like, how come, how come this is the life I've been dealt and they get to live that life? Well, when we, when we have those feelings, whether a conscious thought, a subconscious thought, or just a feeling deep in our gut, that might be, these might, might be signs or little, little evidence 
that kindness might just be lacking a little bit in our life. That kindness, we, we might just need to work a little bit on kindness. And sometimes it's, it's simply looking in the mirror. So many of, the, of these words and so many of the different definitions of some of these w- words of where we're seeing the word mercy, where we're seeing the word kindness in different, in, in, in different uh, translations of the Bible, different versions of the Bible, we see the word love so frequently. And one thing that I realized, a big revelation I had coming out of this was in all of this, it all comes back to love. And I think first, loving the man in the mirror. Because if you go and you are seeking only for the applause of man and looking for only for, for, for what someone else can say is good about me, well, that's almost like, it, it's almost like counterfeit kindness, right? Like, I'm, look, at all, look at all the good I'm doing for you. But what we learned early on, remember, is kindness is, is I've, got, I've got really good self-security. I've got, I'm really secure in who I am. I don't need to receive that. I was reminded in Matthew when, when Jesus is talking to his disciples, and saying, don't be like the Pharisees when he's teaching. When they fast and they put on the, the ash and they walk around like, oh, woe is me. I'm, I'm fasting for you guys. Like that's, they're trying to elicit kindness from other people, and they're trying to force it out of them. That's like that, that's that, that, that's quite literally not just the opposite. It's, it's it's a bit hypocrisy. And if we look back in in Titus, remember it says, "For we ourselves were once foolish; we were disobedient." That's a pretty foolish thing to do to make yourself look bad just so someone says, "Oh, I feel so bad for that guy." Like that's a pretty foolish thing to do. But rather be be genuine. If you see someone. If, if you see your coworker, maybe it's that guy you don't get along with, and he gets that. Celebrate with him. Yeah. That's so you have no idea. Maybe he might be. Maybe he's new at your job. You have no idea the journey he's been on to get to where he's at to be in that position. Look to someone else with the relationships that they have and say, "Man, I wish I had that." And talk to them. Hey, how long have you been there? Maybe they just got that. Maybe they've been battling for years the same battle you're going through. Celebrate that they get to have that with them and be expectant and excited and hopeful that you can experience the same rather than feeling envy or feeling jealousy for what they do have. What others say about you in your life as you're taking, as, as you have this, as you're walking out life, and as you're, would they say that you're more foolish and disobedient to maybe what scripture says or to what your authority figures might say? Or, or would they say that, man, that's just a, that's a man who's kind. That's a woman who's just, he's just kind. Or is it, or is it foolishness? Man, what is he doing? <laughs> I see him working really, really hard, but is he working just to try to get the attention of people so they can say, and trust me, guys, right now, this is a message I am preaching to the, myself. I'm writing these things down, and I was beginning to wonder. I, I almost couldn't separate what was a sermon note from a journal entry. <laughs> and it's a journey that I've been on for quite some time because to get the thank yous, to get the, man, you're doing great, to get that, wow, you're so good at That's something that I am on a journey on right now, working through and working past. And to have, to have this and to be learning all of these things, has been so not just eye-opening, but I'm so grateful to have had the opportunity to to study this and to to be where I am and to help impart some of what I've learned to you guys this morning. Throughout Scripture, we're given pictures of God and His kindness to us. 
We see it time and time again with the Israelites in the Old Testament. For those of you who may be unfamiliar, the Old Testament is basically this group of people are chosen of God, and they do really good, and they love God, and they live on a mountain, and they think, we don't need God, so then they walk away from God. And then they say, oh, we need God again. We love him. And, and it's just over and over again. It's kind of a journey. <laughs> that's that's a, a, just a quick 500-foot summary. 500 foot, yeah, cl- cliff notes of the Old Testament, for those of you who are, who are unsure. But what we see in that, guys, if that's what it is, that he would still love and accept us despite knowing where we've been, where we're, where we're at. Why, why can't you just stay there? Why can't you just continue to love me? Why can't you continue to trust in me? In the New Testament, we see it in, I mean, spoiler alert, Jesus is crucified and he comes back from the dead for you. If you didn't read the end of the book yet, I'm sorry. But the power that we have to, that, that, that little bit of joy you felt this morning when Pastor Aaron started talking, when, when, when Steve started playing piano, when, when the keys started and the words started, we start, started singing the words and Will was on guitar, that little bit of joy you, you felt just well up inside of you that you may have not even consciously noticed, that's not because of the pianos that were being played. It's not because of the notes that were being strummed or the words that were being sung. That's the Holy Spirit. That's what wells up inside of you. And it's easy to write off as emotion. It's easy to write off as, well, I'm just, I'm just here because it's Sunday morning and I live in Georgia and we go to church on Sundays. If that's the case, the Holy Spirit still has something he wants to say to you. There's still power here. We can be sure that we're exhibiting love when it's easy for us to share in the joy that others around us have. There are areas to look for. Other, other, uh, we talked about there are other things to look for as evidence of kindness in our life. 1 Corinthians 13 and 4 says, love is patient and love is kind. Where am I? <coughs> Sorry, guys. So how do we cultivate kindness in our life? How do we get to that point where we're feeling kind, where we can get past or look, get, get over any jealousy we may be feeling? Because look, we're, we're humans too. We have emotions. We have feelings. It's okay if you feel this way. Like Pastor Aaron so, so famously says, it's okay to not be okay. It's just not okay to stay there. So how can, we, how can we take steps to start to cultivate this kindness that's in our life? We can show mercy. Again, we saw that in the work of Jesus on the cross. We can, we can with, for me, with our kids, when they are maybe just acting a little bit untoward, being a little bit disrespectful, specifically around that 7, 8 o'clock hour when it's about bedtime and Bluey's got to get turned off and teeth got to get brushed and and maybe my voice gets a little bit more elevated than it should be. I take a step back. Just last night, I had a moment with Gary. He just started, and I, I grabbed him, and I said, you know what, buddy, I'm sorry. And I just gave him a hug, and he just started crying on my shoulder. He said, you hurt my feelings. I know I did, buddy. I'm sorry I did that. Can you please forgive me? He said, yeah. And then he went and brushed his teeth, and we got along with bedtime. And 
love when we, sometimes when, when we don't feel like it. Jesus, right before his crucifixion, right before he was, he was executed, he prayed the night before, said, Lord, if, please remove this cup from me. In that moment, in that moment, the Garden of Gethsemane, he didn't feel like it. The very next words he says, but nonetheless, your will, not mine, be done. Going back to the examples of business and in the workplace. When that person does get the promotion, when, may, or maybe when it's just, you know, someone else comes in from the outside and ends up taking on the position that you wanted. Speaking to myself again. You just got to be okay with certain circumstances happening, right? It doesn't matter how long ago you were promised the runway to be in this position or to be there. Celebrate. Be happy. Be excited for where the company is going. Sometimes you don't feel like it. But love anyway. And choose to be kind. We talked about sometimes it's, it's more easy to choose kindness than it is to choose not to be kind. I think about the story of Zacchaeus. Climbed a tree just to, just to get a glimpse of Jesus and see who this guy is. Who, who is this man that everyone's been talking about? So he climbs a little sycamore tree and he sees Jesus. Jesus says, you buddy. And Zacchaeus is a tax collector, so he's trying to hide himself probably. He doesn't want to be seen necessarily by the crowds. doesn't want to be pointed out. He's not liked by most of the people there, but he just wants to get a glimpse of Jesus. Jesus says, I'm going to go party at your house tonight, I think. I think we're going to have dinner. The story tells the story of that dinner party. What does Zacchaeus do? He gives back everything, fourfold. And Jesus says that salvation came to the house that day. Why? Because in that moment, once Zacchaeus experienced who Jesus was, all that could happen was the fruit of the Spirit come out. The love for the people, the joy that, I'm having a party, that's joyous. The peace that comes with, man, I'm about to give a lot of my money away. I don't know, like I've made a pretty comfortable living for myself. That takes some peace. Patience to know, again, as a tax collector in that day and age, in that area, nobody liked the tax collectors. So to, know, to, to have this party and all of these people probably sneering and jeering at who he is, like why would Jesus want to go to his house? What is going on? And then the mercy, the love to say, I give it all back. I give it all back. I can't help but have fruit of the Spirit in my life. So guys, I have three closing questions here, closing thoughts. Just a few things to consider as we go into the week. Is how has God shown kindness to you in your world? Pastor John, when he was talking about joy a couple of weeks ago, and he said, man, I'm walking down the street. I'm walking and I'm hiking. I just say, Lord, thank you for that bird. Maybe yesterday I, ha I had that moment. I wasn't going to say it because I feel like people who talk about what they do fitness-wise all the time or a certain kind of way, but I, I ran a half marathon yesterday. I did it. <coughs> thank you. Thank you for the applause of people, the applause of man, right? I'm still human. I started to experience an amount of pain in my knee, and I couldn't run the entire, the entire thing. As I'm sitting here going through, and I'm, I'm walking a lot of it, I had that thought from him, and I said, you know what? I'm going to get through this. And I was running through some forest, and I said, this might be, so, it, 
out loud, I said this to myself, and there were people running to and, to and fro all around me, and I said it out loud. If they heard me, they might have thought I was crazy. But I said, you know what? This is crazy, but I'm going to do this. And I said, Lord, I thank you for that tree. I thank you for that bush. And every time I passed it, and this tr course was a loop. So we ran the same loop four times. And then the pain started was on the third loop. So when I came back to those same trees and I came back to that same bush, I said, I'm serious. I thank you for that tree and I thank you for that bush. And then there was a little squirrel that ran by. I said, I thank you for that squirrel. And before I knew it, two and a half hours had passed and I finished the thing. That's where God showed me kindness this weekend. I can pick one. I can pick one. It's my kids. My son just had a birthday. I had dinner with my mom and some friends last night at a restaurant. I was so thankful. So just think, where has God shown you kindness this week? Is there someone who you can show kindness to this week? And I don't want to, like, just choose kindness. I, I don't want to over-spiritualize it. It might not be easy. Just, just say a quick little prayer. Lord, I just pray you would show, give me an opportunity to show kindness to someone. Some of you, as I've been sitting up here talking, You've already got that person in your head. You don't, you don't necessarily need to pray about it. You know exactly who it is that you're meant to show kindness to this week. And if you don't have that person, just say a quick little prayer. Lord, I just pray for an opportunity to show someone kindness this week. And then be kind. Choose kindness. Because if you're going to choose mean or envy or rude, that's the choice. Kindness should be the default. And maybe kindness for that person is as simple as, how was your weekend, man? I hope you had a good one. Maybe that's what it is tomorrow morning. I don't know. You do. God does. And the last thought, last question I want to leave you with. Is there an area in your life you could better show kindness to yourself? Is there an area that you might be really hard on yourself and it's causing a blockage, it's causing something to be withheld from you, it's causing joy to be withheld from you. It's causing love to be withheld because you can't look past this in the man in the mirror. And this, as you look in there and you're like, man, I really am just, and you've got this negative self-talk. What is that area? If you don't know what it is, ask God to reveal it. And if you don't have it, if you can't think of it, awesome. Find two people to show kindness to this week then. <laughs> I want to encourage you guys to journal and to, to physically write in this week, these couple of weeks of studying. I've gotten tried to be in the habit of writing stuff down, not necessarily, not even typing it. I used to think writing stuff down, I'll, I'll, I'm a typer. I've got 150 notes when you open up my notes journal. I want to encourage you to write something down. Find the, the ways that God has shown you kindness this week. Write a couple of them down. Who is that person? Write their name down and pray for them as you are. When you start to think about all these, maybe one or two areas where you can show a little bit of kindness to yourself, just write it down and pray for it right then. Because I'm going to leave you with a prayer of kindness, or for kindness. Lord, right now, you guys can bow, bow your head, close your eyes. Lord, right now, I just pray for opportunities of kindness this week. Lord, whether to ourselves, whether for ourselves, 
to those around us or to find something to be thankful for and the kindness that you've already shown to us. Lord, we just pray your, your presence to reveal things to us, your Holy Spirit to reveal opportunities of kindness to us this week. That as we show kindness, you might be revealed and shown just a little bit more in our lives. That people would see us and say, that's a person who's kind. That's a person who knows Jesus. I can tell by their kindness. We pray all this in your name. Amen.